Welcome to the Video Game Review, Episode 23, Relationships. My name's Colin Dixon. I'm joined this week by Stephen Delfino. Hey there, guys. Alex Delfino. The better Delfino, truly. And you see how I uh, had my voice kind of going up there at the end as though there was going to be another person in my series of introductions? Well, there's not. John Bidolero's dead, so everyone better get used to it. Oh, you totally got them. Got them. Got him. Single person. Sucker. Not the audience. So did yeah. I. So did he. Oh. <laughs> no, we got two now. We got two. Woo! I recruited another. That's right. We have now doubled our audience size. So for the two of you, as a reminder, you can follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search the Video Game Review. And while you're at it, check us out on Facebook. Search the Video Game Review there as well. Like, comment, share. Do all of those great things that help us. Let's double again. Let's go for four. All right, easy. <laughs> <laughs> trying to grow exponentially here it's the only way i grow now everyone's uncomfortable <laughs> this, you're not wrong this is not a family-friendly show i d didn't put that tag at the beginning but not good we do i do put the explicit tab on soundcloud so we're covered all right as a reminder just in case you're tuning in for the first time which you know odds are probably <laughs> Each week we take a we take a topic. Uh, this week we're talking about relationships and gaming, and we'll I'll expand on that in a second. But each week we take a topic, split it into a few motions, and then we hash that motion out on air. So as I said, this week's topic is uh, relationships in gaming, um, or maybe put another way, gaming's effect on relationships. So our motion this week says video gaming has a negative impact on interpersonal relationships and there's a number of ways you can tackle this but just thinking um, we're, we're, we're not thinking about relationships within games between digital characters we're thinking about the the way relationships with uh, between gamers and their either their peers or their significant others or their families and so again one more time the motion states video games video gaming has a negative impact on interpersonal relationships Who's on first? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I'm going to do my usual thing, and I'm going to kind of... Uh... Say one sentence. <laughs> no, well, that too. But no, I, I, I think himself. it does depend on the relationship. I think it depends largely on uh, if the other person is another gamer and the degree to which somebody games. Like, you know, if it's somebody who's spending 40 hours a week as a second job, that could be more detrimental than somebody who's spending, you know, maybe 10 hours a week. I think that's all I'm saying for now. <laughs> that was actually more committal than I expected from you, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, my usual uh, thing is hedging my bets by being vague and expanding from there later <laughs> then once a well-founded opinion has been stated like yeah that's what i was agreeing with the whole time did you listen <laughs> um i think i think this motion kind of puts the cart in front of the horse um i think video no. games... <laughs> the idea that video games have a negative impact on interpersonal relationships is kind of built on the idea that video games are an addictive hobby and you know ad addictive with a capital a <laughs> not not just like watching lost but um 
more in the lines of a, a legitimate electronic addiction. I'm trying to think of a better way to word that right now, and I don't have it. But like some sort of compulsory habit. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think if you're if you're starting from there, then yes, there's definitely a negative impact on interpersonal relationships. But that's kind of in the definition of a compulsory addiction. <laughs> so I've, there's, there's a couple ways I think we could chop this up, a couple ways we could have this conversation. So um, I figure I'll just move us through a few and we'll see what comes of it. But one question that comes to mind in, in at least assessing the value of, of emotion like this one, I think, is you know, are video games are they inherently different than any other hobby with which one might find themselves consumed? You know, there's like all the, there's, I guess in kind of typical like American masculinity tropes, someone could spend time watching a lot of football or they could uh, go out golfing all day on Saturday. Or is, is there, is there something that's fundamentally different though about gamings about gaming in particular? Well, one think... has proven to get you elected president. I, I think I one. I don't even know that there's correlation. <laughs> correlation is causation. That's the saying. Yeah, <laughs> our problems right now we're even having difficulty establishing the correlation. That was his point. I think you're wrong. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I'm just glad you're being committal all day today. <laughs> <laughs> No hedge in um, our bets here. <laughs> we're going all in. I think we need to just change our theme of this entire show to be, and today we're going to have a different discussion on our video games, their own entity. <laughs> because nine <laughs> times out of ten, gone, that is your statement. You're like, I think what we're trying to say here is, are video games, you know, like their own thing here? Well, um, are they? <laughs> remains to be answered. And tune in next week to find out what we did ink. <laughs> I didn't have a point, I just wanted to mock you, Colin. <laughs> but if the silence continues, I'll come up with a I, point. No, I think... I was muted, that's what happened. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, so I would say... in the, So I'm saying, like, I don't know that we would be even having this conversation if we were a bunch of golfers like i don't you know like i i don't know that anybody s is sitting down and writing articles about the danger that golf poses to marriage or to relationships and one of the things i was you know about about many other what people would consider i think typical hobbies and so one of the things i was thinking about is that video games to me do seem unique in that um like other hobbies, they are social, and I'm framing this mostly right now in terms of um, like online multiplayer. Well, yes, but also what I'm saying, like the, the relationship. I think what we're talking about mostly, I think, like are probably in-person friendships, and then maybe even more so romantic relationships. I think is really what the crux of this conversation rests on. Maybe family relationships as well, mm -hmm. um, but. It gives you an alternative social outlet to those relationships, but unlike many other hobbies, there is just such an ease of access now. You can 
you don't have to leave the house. I don't have to wear pants. I can, you know, you can go downstairs, plug in, and and be engaged in a friendly, familiar group social setting, um, all from the comfort of your home, and you can do it without break. You can do it for hours and hours on end. Whereas, again, if you have to go out to be a part of your to engage in your hobby the real world necessarily like, gets in the way of how much time you can spend being engaged in that task. Whereas when the only limiting factor is your living room, you know, I, there is no limiting factor really. Um, well, and another I think funny was, thing or, on that same line of reasoning is it's a, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> like you spend $60, you have a game and then you can just play that game. Like, there's no upkeep cost, there's no cost to, you know, buy drinks, buy another round of bowling, buy anything, you're you're in it. I think the best parallel to make would be just not necessarily the person that's going out and golfing and bowling, if that person still exists, <laughs> but the person that is just watching them. Because that's probably the, the, the closest comparison, the one who's in a fantasy league who's watching the football games, who's tracking the ESPN tracker on their phone. So you've got a similar ease of access, uh, multiple different outlets. But then I think the only place where video games still end up separating themselves is the, we talked about this last week. They, it's, easy, it's easy to access to play. It is not easy to access for your family members or for those who, are not, who have not been engrossed into it to attempt to relate to it mm-hmm. so yeah, that is true so if someone is puts in the same you know if we're, we're going to say 10 hours a week into watching sports playing fantasy football you know there's at least enough, enough of a cultural norm there that their significant other can sit down and have some semblance of an idea of what is going on whether and and especially with the demise of you know, co-op couch video games in general. And a lot of PC players are using headsets. It's becoming more and more isolated, at least in the home you're in. It may be becoming less isolated in multiplayer. to somebody who doesn't know what's happening, it looks like you're isolating yourself. Right. And yeah, I think that's a lot of where, like, the stigma comes from. And... I think that, like, in thinking about this, that was the thing that occurred to me most is, like, it – I think it gets a negative rel- negative association from that solitariness, and that's what causes the strain on relationships when it occurs because it's, it's like, a lack of understanding of what exactly is happening. So it's really not our problem. It's theirs. I was to say, that's and sometimes it's actually fully valid. No, and, and that was where I – like, when it – gets to a certain extreme, yes, it can become detrimental, and there can be valid issues with it. So I... I Sorry, I'm still not committing. <laughs> I have... So I, I have... I'll, I'll go first on, on kind of this next, I guess, little segment, for lack of a better term. Um, and so to the extent that people fear, feel comfortable, it's really a shame because I know John was going to talk about some of this. It's a shame he couldn't join us tonight, but I was going to talk a little bit about just personal experiences with this to one degree or another, and something that I have made the conscious decision to do 
over the last two or three years, really, um, was I intentionally like forced myself to revisit single-player gaming and put more of my gaming hours in single-player games. And it's, it's not that I necessarily game a whole lot, that I game any less. I don't think I do. Um, but... Is it just the idea that it's easier to step away? Yeah, so there's two things that came out of that. One is totally that, that it was the idea that, you know, you, you play boot up a multiplayer game and there is a social pressure that prevents you or at least strongly discourages you from leaving that in, in, in the middle, um, right, wrong, or otherwise. That, that social pressure exists um, and it's strong, especially if you want to go back and not just the social pressure, the games themselves are punitive. And again, right, wrong, or otherwise, they're, they're frequently punitive if you have to leave the game in the middle of a match or something, be it a shooter or a MOBA or something. Um, and, and then the second thing was that I found that I, I was... So it, it's easier to, to break away from when I need to or when I want to, um, but also... I, frankly, don't feel as frustrated or annoyed as often as I got with regular multiplayer gaming. Um, and so there's there's big highs to multiplayer gaming, but, but there's pretty big lows. And I didn't like getting angry. I didn't, or, and then the idea is like being irritated once the game was over. That was what bothered me. It wasn't even so much that I was frustrated when something was happening in the game, but that I'd be irritated afterward. And I, and maybe this isn't. I I think what I'm about to say is true. I haven't investigated it all that deeply, um, personally. But it, I don't think that the irritation or the frustration was so much about winning and losing. I've never had a super strong competitive drive. It it was really just getting frustrated with the interactions with random assholes on the internet, which it's fine one at a time, but just in gaming, it's pretty constant. It's hard to not play a game, you know, from game to game. It's just a constant barrage of bullshit um, and, and stupid comments that I, I just found myself minimally irritated, but added up over the sum total of the time you spend playing some of these games online, you know, so I still play games online, um, but I intentionally tried to move back to, to single-player gaming because I like gaming, and I just found I was happier at the end of gaming sessions, on average, more <laughs> frequently with single-player gaming experiences, or kind of having like a parallel play experience. Like I, I hang out in our Discord chat, but I might not be in the same game as everyone else. Gets into a little bit more voyeurism now. <laughs> That has nothing to do with this. But I am glad you're watching my other YouTube channel. It's called Colin Watches You. It's got three subscribers. Voyeurism. I feel like voyeurism has a strong correlation to sight. I'll send you my other YouTube channel link. You'll see. Uh, that one's password protected. Found another place the English language is lacking. That one also has the explicit tag. 
<laughs> but does anyone else, I mean, have either of you had either, in, in thinking about this motion, thought, like, been able to reflect personally and think there's some validity there, or have or was it, did you have the reaction, like, this is not an experience with which so I'm familiar? As, uh, as the only one here who has gotten into wow i will i will go such there. a shame john's not on call <laughs> yes uh john could have commiserated with me a little bit here i played um, it for about a month a no you, you've experienced you haven't gotten yeah. into it that's, I that's think, true i think there when you a whole nother layer i think when you've played wow like i think in terms of measuring the amount of time you've played wow if your sentence is i've played wow for a month you haven't played wow yes that's true that's i would true. I would confirm that. Um, but yeah, I played for several years and it did it did become detrimental. I crossed that threshold of playing just too much and I had a girlfriend at the time and it and I, I'm still with her. It didn't ruin it, but it probably could have if I kept playing. It there were, you know, weekly raids every 2-3 nights. And they would go from, you know, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m., and sometimes we'd hold over, and that was something I was committed to doing on those nights. It would happen no matter what, because there's that, like you said, Colin, there's that compulsion to help the team. You had to be one of the people there, or else they didn't have a healer, and they could, you know, the 10 to 25 people couldn't raid without you if you weren't there. So there was sort of a greater group relying on you being there. Um, so that video game, despite being multiplayer and having strong in-game relationships, did hurt real-life relationships. I feel like we probably could have just called this show World of Warcraft and people would have known what we were talking about. <laughs> And I mean, it. I still have occasional issues where, you know, maybe I've played too much for a day and, you know, didn't pay any attention to her. And that is a problem, but not with the consistency that WoW created. I mean, I'm definitely in the same boat. Like I said, I don't think my decision, It di I, I didn't end up playing less. I just ended up playing differently. So at right. least when I, was, when I wasn't in the game, I wasn't as shitty. <laughs> Well, and I, I do think there is really something to that being able to step away, to not being like, okay, you caught me at a bad time, I'm going to need half an hour because that's how long this match is going to take. Right. That, to somebody who doesn't game, just sounds really shitty. Like, what the hell are you doing for 30 minutes that you can't do anything with me? Well, not to mention it just sounds like terrible prioritization. Yes, yes. It's like, hey, look, I care about you and all, but... This video game, but I care so about you thirty. I'll care about you more minutes. in thirty minutes. Right. But right. again, there's that, and it's very strong to me the idea that four other people get screwed over if you walk away from a Dota match. Sure. Like that is a very tough you thing get the, to ignore. You get the social penalization and and the in-game penalization as well. Right. Right. That's true. Um, I give that a little less weight, but it's true. No, I do. But yeah, I just felt like it was worth mentioning. And, and I, you brought up Dota. That's definitely where, like, I can bring up the most readily accessible anecdote. That up until probably the last week, thank you, brother, 
<laughs> I had pretty much entirely called out of my system. Thank you, Battle um, Pass. <laughs> notified to me by brother. I don't think I would. I definitely wouldn't have gotten it until they released the single. We're we're digressing. <laughs> um, that was that, and and that's what it was. It was the it's that mid-show I'm, hit. Yeah, I, I I'm committed for 35 to 65, 70 minutes uh, with no clear reasoning of which one it'll be. I will when it's done. I'm probably going to be crankier than when I started. Even if I won. <laughs> Especially if you played with Steven. I was going to say thanks to me again. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> but no, so, I mean, that was definitely something I was actively pulling away from. And I didn't, I wasn't, I actually don't think I was switching to single player games, but I was switching to games that I didn't care about walking away from, which is one reason why, like, Overwatch was a great one that I had no qualms about dipping out in the middle, especially because we didn't do competitive mm -hmm. in a way that wasn't conducive with Dota. And I think and that's I what... I feel like developers are kind of acknowledging that. Like, you bring up Overwatch, and I think they made a very conscious decision for the non-competitive games that it just auto-fills anyone who leaves. There's not that social penalization to leave. Yeah, For Honor is another great one in that sense. I mean, granted, a lot Did of... they do the same? They have a very similar system. Even, I mean, there is no ranking, rank matchmaking as of right now, but there's no uh, penalties for leaving. Granted, if you went on the Reddit forums, they would tell you that's because the servers are so bad that, you know, they couldn't because then they wouldn't have anyone that wasn't in low priority. Um, <laughs> but that's just salt. Um, yeah, that's and just I think the ultimately, like, we're internet. hitting the key to this, and that is just accommodate and communicate. Find the find the you know it it will have a negative impact on interpersonal relationships, but that's just because you're letting it do. If you're letting it prioritize, then it's going to, and that's anything. That can be a dog. Looking at you, Sadie. It's my old ass dog. In case people are curious. <laughs> <laughs> Who is definitely prioritized over Colin's wife. <laughs> prioritized over everything. <laughs> <laughs> This dog is like 13 years old, and who the fuck knows how much time is left, but goddamn, if there was a fire in this house, she is the first and possibly only thing getting out. I wanted to let that quiet, I wanted to let the quiet linger. <laughs> let it, let it sink, ruminate, let it sink again. Um, so, I think Alex, you were, you were bringing up something then, so, to... <laughs> To pull a Steven or a John and argue against myself from earlier, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in in reading a little bit for this about experiences that other people have had with gaming and with, you know whether or not you classify as an addiction, one one of the things that I, I there I noticed there were several kind of recurring complaints or criticisms that came up. When people had partners, um, family members who who they felt gamed too much, and so it, it was things like interference with sleep, which is just it's going to make you cranky and grumpy and irritable and gain weight, and it you know it does all those which which anything could could do any you know any anything you do that deprives you of sleep 
will will have those same effects. Um, that it that the partner it, there's a sense of kind of abandonment, and again, I think anybody who is leaving their partner or family to engage in any hobby, I, I don't see that being dramatically different. I think maybe the problem is. Yeah, I do think it feels different though. Like I think personally, I see it as a very similar thing, but I think it feels different to the the other person, the person that's not the gamer. I I think it just has a stigma about it, and I can't explain it. I can't tell you why. I think it might be that solitariness that it's not as accommodating to others to participate, but. I don't think others see it as the same. Well, part of me wonders if this is the same thing, if there's a little bit of the same thing here, like the same reason people get pissed off when they see someone, like, they feel it's rude when they see someone walking around on a cell phone or ch chatting on a cell phone in a grocery store line, but they don't get mad about it when they're just, someone's having a conversation with someone standing there. Like, is it, it's just optically right, different, right. you know? Um, and and they can't hear the other half of the conversation and and so it's it's it, it, it there's social you know you're being excluded socially but by you're being excluded socially not just by the interaction but by the medium so you know I don't know if that's what makes it different or if it is actually different um, but the other thing I noticed was people talked about it being used as a form of conflict avoidance and so people just kind of disappear into games because it's a safe space it's an easy space it's a space where they can exert some amount of control and influence on challenges in their life so i mean in, in i don't know in in what in, in your thinking in your readings on any of this it, it that all seems true to me and it, it seems like the likely those are those are the likely the larger likely causes of, of issues resulting from too much video game play. So to that end, I don't, I don't know that it's saying video game, you know, I don't know that I can go with the motion that says video gaming has a negative impact on interpersonal relationships. Cause I, I feel like one, to your point, Alex, it, it, it necessarily phrases video gaming just on the whole in a negative light. And two, it, it doesn't have to be video gaming at the start of that sentence. As you've said, Steve, it can be anything done to excess. I don't know that there's anything detriment, you know, about the, that, that there's anything yeah. unique about the medium that's actively detrimental. Inappropriately prioritized hobbies have a negative impact on interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and just video game, because of the isolated nature of video games. They are a good offender. So that's that's the last thing I think I wanted to to investigate, though, because I had a feeling that our consensus was going to be that, um, to be, to be what we we just said. But you know, we certainly don't have any bias here, it, right? But is there, you know, and you'll love this, Alex. I I, I don't want to leave though without without coming back to you know. Is there something unique about this? Like, you know, Stephen, it seems like your position is that it is uniquely stigmatized. Yes. But not uniquely, like, not a unique offender. Is that a fair summary? Correct. Yeah, that is my feeling. I think if I spend 20 hours a week playing video games, 
that is looked at differently than somebody who spends 20 hours a week working on his fantasy football team. And I, I don't Homeboy know. Homeboy better win a lot of matches. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a lot of well, time. I mean, and that's, you know, between maybe watching games no, and I know. I'm just... managing the team. I don't think that's unreasonable. Well, I, th- I think it's unreasonable. <laughs> I don't think it's unrealistic. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah. just being semantic. And I, I only bring this all back because I, I can't seem to get past the that to me it does feel like there's something different about video games than even like fantasy football. And it may just be because I'm not entrenched in that culture so I don't see it. That that could be a thing. Or to your point, Stephen, that it's just not nearly as stigmatized you know you don't have any off- yeah, i mean i i think we've grown up with that stigma that was video games were sort of an outsider's hobby you don't you don't have any office pools about the international for dota like nobody's no. nobody's <laughs> building nobody's doing that nobody's building their brackets but it i think to me i think it's the combination of what we said earlier you know i, I think it's that it's um it's a social as far as like as far as having someone come in and watch and participate just while you're engaged, it's exclusionary socially in, in that fashion, um, or at least can be, has a high, high complexity. Um, and then I think that ease of access and engagement, you know, that it gives you such a high social reward with such minimal effort. I don't even know that you necessarily get that. Again, I don't, I don't know, like, how common it is to, like, get in a chat with your fantasy football friends and it doesn't seem to me like you do it seems like you probably you may watch the game by yourself or with some people in your house but when the game is over you leave well, and that's why i actually really well, like a lot the of fantasy times. football na- analogy is because you know you can get together you can sit down and watch the game together with your fantasy football league and you can sit down and play a video game together you just don't Others just can't see the people you're playing with. But it feels like, you know, like a, a most of the time with a video game, like you don't stop after a game. You know, like because you're in control of like how often I can, in Dota 2, it's just next game, next game, next game, Overwatch, next match. You know, like. That's true. I'm, I'm wondering, like, that seems to me like that easy. Like, maybe it'd be worse. Maybe fantasy football would be worse if people could just. Start another game. Force teams <laughs> to just play for their amusement until right, everyone. Tom Brady, keep on going, buddy. Until everyone <laughs> kills themselves. Around, you, Mr. Manning. <laughs> <laughs> you're done when I say you're done. And you now have heard all of the football players we know. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Thanks well, a lot, Warren Sapp. That's it. We just, we just. <laughs> he retire. Yeah, he did. That was the point. Okay. He was the only retired player yeah, I could think I knew of. That. <laughs> That's it. We just lost all our football. Just the whole football audience. Just cut out. Way to go, guys. No, Pat. Let the record show, Pat. If you like football, John would have made you proud because he would have been able to name at least three more. Totally. He would have been able to name all the Pennsylvania teams. And maybe whatever's in Wisconsin. The Packers? I I'm not going to answer that. Teams I could do for you. Not falling into that trap, Collins. <laughs> okay. Whatever. The football teams in shitty states like Wisconsin, 
not the point of this conversation. <laughs> and if you live in Wisconsin, fuck you, turn off the show. That's the other thing I've got to say. Right, here goes our second viewer. <laughs> it's John watching. <laughs> watching on his own. So we also just out at the state John lives in. Ah, shit, he's so I'm pissed. <laughs> okay, this shit has just gone off the rails. Let's uh... let's just revisit the motion one more time and get a statement out of everybody. Alex, video gaming has a negative impact on interpersonal relationships. Go. Video gaming is more addictive than a lot of other typical male hobbies, but outside of that, it is no more negatively impactful than any other hobby would be. Steven? I just agree with what Alex said. Yeah, perfect. Look at that. Ditto. <laughs> that's, that's three of whatever Alex said. So there you have it. <laughs> I'll have what he's having. Our, oh, I wish I had said that. That would have been way better. <laughs> for, for, for our listeners, let us know what you thought of this week's motions in the comments below. Like, comment, subscribe, share, follow, do all of those things. If you hated what you heard here, let us know that too. Uh, and as always, until we hear from you next week or until you hear from us, we don't hear from you. Unless you're Pat. Pat, we may hear from. Until you hear, until you hear from us next week, keep the conversation going.